Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you're listening to the For Your Consideration podcast. My name, as always, hasn't changed. Tyron D. Walker, and I'm joined alongside by my friends and colleagues. First up, we got Tamika Reed Newman, right? She didn't what? say anything. I said, "What's up?" Oh, you said, "What's up?" I th- I didn't hear that. Um, nothing. Hello. <laughs> nothing. And uh, we got we got Danny Bias also here. How we doing tonight? Or this morning, but you know. Oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or whenever it is you're listening to this. Yeah, whenever yeah. you're listening to this. This yeah. is a new one for us. This this one is new because we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Um, yeah, so this is this is what happens, you know, when lives get in the way and uh, schedule when you have no life. Yeah. <laughs> that's also true <laughs> which which i'm notoriously known for not having but <laughs> you have a life you do a lot yeah it's not as much as you yeah, yeah well i don't know if that's a good thing mm. but um we did uh we, we, i guess you know we we did get an opportunity to watch some stuff even though life got in the way of us all getting together to record a podcast and uh over this time, there was a Disney Plus show that launched, Loki. Uh, we are three episodes in. Um, it's uh, starring Tom Hiddleston and uh, Gugu. I'm, I always mess up her name, but Gugu Mabath Raw. And her. Um, yeah, I think she's she's a, a phenomenal actress. Uh, a side note: has, has anyone seen Fast Color? No. no. She's she's in that movie. It's it's a great little like underrated superhero film that she's in it's like it's really good but no one ever no one went to go see it so and and owen wilson is also in this and um and uh i would tell you sort of what the plot is but i guess it's sort of to me it's sort of kind of sort of convoluted at this point but basically you know right after the events of avengers endgame well not right after the events during avengers endgame loki steals the tesseract he leaves this is a, this is in a scene where Captain um I'm sorry not Captain America where Tony is uh trying to get the Tesseract and he loses it cuz Hulk hits him in the face with a door and Loki picks up the Tesseract <laughs> and and dips off and eventually he ends up on this planet and then um the time people uh come and they arrest him and now they are uh basically um, you know, working with him to try and stop a version of him. Who, <laughs> who, who are the time people? You must be specific. I guess this TVA? is a new concept. Yeah, the T, the TVA. Um, Completely time, new concept. Yeah, the Time Variance Authority. Yeah. Um, so uh, this premiered on uh, June 9th on Disney Plus. Uh, it's only six episodes. We're three episodes in. Uh, Danny, it's only six episodes. Yeah, it's only six episodes. I'm oh, sorry. Why don't you start off with Tamika? Because I don't think she ever starts off the Marvel stuff that, at all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I never we'll, start off with the Marvel stuff because it's very rarely that I've watched <laughs> that, it. I was gonna, I was gonna say that because it's usually rare that Tamika has watched it. But Tamika, because Danny requested, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a show that you've actually been looking forward to. This is one of your favorite characters, if I'm not mistaken. It um, is one of my favorite i wasn't looking forward to it because to be honest i didn't really i didn't know they were coming out with a loki show but when i saw the the 
advertisement, I was just like, oh, this that's cool. There's a show about Loki who I'm pretty sure died in the last movie. So I'm not really sure where this is going. What were what have your overall thoughts been so far? Um, have you watched all three episodes? Uh, yes. Okay. So I what have. are your thoughts so far um, on the first three episodes that we've gotten? Um, so far, I find it interesting. I don't know who this lady is. Um, when she was introduced in the second episode, you're talking about the other Loki. The other Loki, okay. which I didn't catch on to that she was supposed to be because they. Anyway, I don't want to go too much into the plot, but I didn't know. I was just like, are we supposed to know her? Because she was, I felt like she was kind of introduced as if we were supposed to know her. And I was Yeah, her just name like, is, a, the character's name is Sylvie. Right. But it's supposed but, to be a variant of, of Loki. Right. Um, but when she was introduced, you know how like they always have the dramatic music, like, da-da-da, there's this person. And I'm just like, are we supposed to know who she is? So anyway, uh, you, that's not really answering your question. Um, so far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So far, I think I find it interesting. I like the concept of this TVA thing. I really like the, the newest revelation in the most recent episode. You know where they're all variants. So I'm interested to see where this is going. Um, and I'm also curious to see because when Loki passed away in the last movie. Um, I was like, there's no way that Loki's dead. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and makeshift a way that he doesn't actually die and that he comes back. Um, anyway, I am hmm. enjoying it so far. Those are my short. Nah, he should probably stay my... dead. <laughs> Why? You don't want to see. Ret- I hate when people retcon deaths. That's what we're seeing. Freaking Fast 9. <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to fast nine that's our next uh our next talking point but Daniel, okay I, th- go ahead uh, go, go ahead, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. no i just felt like i didn't offer a lot of insight <laughs> just go i'm curious to hear what danny has honestly to say. like i don't have much to add because the story hasn't really evolved yet into something more climactic i mean the revelations are great um, and I'm I am enjoying the um, the the show. I think the the TVA. I, I think that's a great. You don't know what side to be on with the TVA. It's like you understand that's what they're sure. doing, but you also like let my lo- let, let, let my boy Loki rock a little bit, you know. So, <laughs> um, but you know Tom Hiddleston is great. Like he's always been great in this role, man. Um, yeah, for sure. He, he brings a level of gravitas um, in this show in particular. I'm not sure why. Um, maybe because of that, when the projecting projection scene um, in the first episode, you kind of get kind of his emotions all in one shot. Mm. Um, so I, I quite sure. enjoyed that, and that's still my favorite scene so far. Yeah, there's layers. Yeah, there's very layers. Um, it's not as action packed as I thought it would be the first in the first few episodes, but once again, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I'm, I'm 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 enjoying the story. I can't wait to see. I'm surprised it's six episodes because we're already three episodes in and I'm not getting like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I feel empty a little bit and it's not, I don't know if that's a critique on the show in itself, but. I agree though. Yeah. What what do you think? That's why I'm shocked that it's only six yeah. episodes because I'm like, wait, we haven't even like gotten anywhere. Yeah. yeah. We're already halfway. We're already halfway through the show. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of like so far I'm like waiting for things to happen like because because both of you alluded to like the plots sort of like it, it really hasn't 
really surfaced yet. I mean, we're getting there. We're starting to see things put in motion, but um, I still don't know what direction they're going to go. Um, I have my thoughts and I hope they don't do this. I really hope that they don't do the TVA all the okie doke where the TVA has been bad like this whole time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a strong possibility that they go in. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I, I hope they don't do that. Um, uh, I love the, I love the chemistry between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Yeah. I think Owen Wilson has been, I, their banter back and forth has been, has been to me the best part of the show. That's a good point. Um, I thought, I think they're actually, they play off each other really well. And uh, Owen Wilson, you know, he, he hasn't been in too much recently, but like, to me, this is probably his best performance that I've seen in a while. I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. I was like, I don't really care for Owen Wilson too much as an well. I would say as a comedian, he's got acting chops, but I feel like you never really see them because yeah. um, he's too busy trying to be funny. But um, but I agree. Like when I first saw it, I was just like, I think this is one of his better performances. Yeah, and I was I, gonna I'm say, really enjoying it. Yeah, comedic wise, I would say this is probably his best since Wedding Crashers. Right, and then like. And he's also, you know, a pretty good actor. I mean, you know, you have to probably go back to Marley and me <laughs> last time I uh, really disliked know. him in something. <laughs> well, well, I liked Marley what? and me. Um, he sucks. I, no, oh, I'm my sorry, God. You man. have no I, emotions. Right. I bet you say he has no emotions. <laughs> you have no heart. That movie's so right. good. That, right. I did almost shed a tear uh, in Marley and me. It's too sappy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs, I'm sorry, man. They they have a, a special special place in my heart, man. Sorry. Same. <laughs> but uh, but no, you're um the action. You're right. I mean the the moments of action that we have gotten have been pretty good. I mean the show, I mean Disney, they continue to you know make these shows as if they're making movies. I mean they all look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean I I mean, I'm enjoying the show. But it doesn't have that. It hasn't captured me yet, like yeah, One Division, yeah. or even, or even Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. And it's crazy because this show is actually getting better reviews, yeah, than mm. the other two shows. Yeah. So I'm, oh, that's I'm interesting. So, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's. I think it's because I don't know. Like with with One Division, there was always a sense of we we don't know what's happening. Like there was so much speculation as to what's going to happen. Right. Um. I think even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was there was the it was the chemistry between Bucky and Sam, but it was also um, the the sort of arc that we were probably going to get. You know, Sam becoming the new Captain America, which we got. And with this show, I don't really know. I don't know. Ironically, I don't know what the end game is, but I'm assuming that it's probably going to to crossover with Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, for sure. Because this could oh. potentially, you know, lead into the multiverse of madness because they're playing with time in the show. So I mean I That's think true. That, I didn't even think about that. No, yeah, I think it's I think like direct there's... correlation with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like I think you need to see this in order to understand what's gonna happen in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And and we already know from dealing with Disney that no character is ever truly dead. So just like they did it with Gamora, because Gamora technically died, but it's another version of Gamora in the MCU. Mm. It's still Gamora. Like, they brought her back. I feel like they're probably going to end up doing the same thing with Loki. Right. Same thing with 
uh, Iron Man. Eventually, we're going to see him. You know, when Robert Downey. I don't know. Him. I think I don't think with Iron Man. I think Iron Man might actually be done. No, he's not. He's not. I'm telling you right now that Robert Downey is going to come back as Iron Man eventually. I guarantee you. He, they're going to okay. figure out a way to bring him back. Well, because, I guess I guess we'll see. I don't know. Well, because because what has Robert got going on? I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I like no no disrespect, but I'm saying he you know he's made the judge. He made some really bad movies. Due date. Uh, what was the other movie that he just recently came out with? Doctor Doolittle. Um, I mean he. Yeah, outside of Marvel, he may not have MCU. much going on, but that really has nothing to do with whether no, has, or not they bring it, the character. In back. my opinion, it has everything to do because because eventually, like. Oh, you know, you've played this character so long, right? That you want to do other things, but the other things that you want to do aren't nearly as successful, aren't 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 widely, you know, universally loved. So eventually, you're gonna turn back to playing a character that everyone is familiar with. But honestly, that goes that goes for anything. I think the only one, like even Mackie, has been in other movies. But none of them are going to be as popular as the Marvel series. It's Marvel. Like, doesn't mean that they don't do well. It just means that, and it doesn't mean that they don't have work. It just means that they're not as widely loved. It's Marvel. You can't, you can't compare it. I mean, but he's tried to set up other franchises, and I would probably say that Anthony Mackie has probably made better movies than. I, I agree. I agree. But what I'm yeah. saying Robert is. Downey. I'm not saying I agree. I think Doctor Doolittle. I think I haven't seen the movie, so I can't, guess technically I can't speak. You on know, it. it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but the point that I'm making is, you can't compare any other movie that these actors make because even um, what's his name, the guy who played Captain America, what's his name? I forget. Chris oh. Evans. Thank you, Chris Evans. Whatever. Give me that look. Um, like I'm supposed to know. You are. Um, whatever. So even Chris <laughs> Evans has been in other movies that were po- like, uh, what was that? Knives Out? Is that what that movie was? But that movie, that movie was, was extremely successful. And also, would... they're, they're also, Netflix also bought it for like a billion okay, dollars. Okay, I'm not so... saying it didn't do well. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie. What I'm saying is it's not, it's never going, I'm, you can't compare anything like that. What I'm to... saying, what I'm saying is that because I'm saying Chris Evans because he's in Knives, he has a, he has another franchise to go to, he and even him outside of the MCU, you can you can say that his movies recently have been better than Robert's. I'm just saying that eventually, yeah. I'm just saying eventually Robert's gonna turn back to Iron Man. They're just gonna take like a five, six year break, and they're gonna finagle him back. You into could the be MCU right. Somehow. You could be right. I think that would be really silly, but you could be right. Um, but I think at the same time, once you're in a Marvel movie, you don't really need to do anything else. Like, you're kind of set. So I don't even know if they would need to bring him back for that reason alone either. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how their minds work. I don't work. I'm not a writer for various reasons. So, um, but I do agree with you in terms of Loki. I do think they're going to try and finagle him back in there because as a time variant even though he died and i feel like loki has more of a chance too because the way he died like he didn't even get a chance in the movie he was just like he showed up for two seconds and then thanos was like you're dead it's like you can't kill off loki like that he's too major a character so i just think it's fair to bring him back and give him another opportunity i suppose (laughs) but no 
I mean, I, I do think they're going to bring him back. Um, I mean, they're already talking about doing a second season of Loki. I mean, so. they probably need to. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah, but, it, I mean, that's one thing about the MCU shows so far is that um, they really haven't announced any second seasons to, like, I don't know if we're going to get another Falcon and Winter Soldier season. I don't know if we're going to get a another Wanda. I don't even know how you would make another WandaVision. You would have to, like, rename it something else if you're going to do. The thing is, I think the thing is, you, we may get second seasons for some of these shows, but they may not come until after certain movies are released because now you have, you're creating this whole universe where it's not just movies anymore. Now you've got to watch the series in between to figure, to see all the little things because it's becoming too much. It's, it, there's complex characters and complex plots. So now you have to have, so like we may get a second season, but it's going to be after another movie or two. And now you watch those movies. Now you can continuation, have a continuation with the show. That's my opinion. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to, uh, we want to add to Loki before uh, we move on to the next topic here? Um, um, another movie that came out, actually, I don't remember when it came out, but (laughs) I know, I know it was a few weeks ago, um, was In the Heights and, um, June 11th, June 11th. Okay. is when it came out, it came out in theaters and on HBO max. It was the dual release. And, um, the shocking thing really about this movie is I thought financially that it was going to do better than what it ultimately is doing right now, what it's on track to do. Um, Tamika, I'm going to start, well, how about you? Because you're the resident musical nerd here. <laughs> Why don't you give us like an overview? Because I, I, you're probably going to do it you know, justice as opposed to me giving an overview of, of what In the Heights is about. Okay, so just the overview. So um, In the Heights, written... Um, I don't even know who directed it, but I know it was written. And well, Justin. It, was, um, it was directed by John M. Chu. Okay. And Lin-Manuel, of course, was the one that did the music. And everything. Right, right. And so then he did for this writing. screenplay, Kiera, um, uh, Kiera Hudis okay. uh, wrote it. Well, I know that it is a another Lin-Manuel from, from the mind of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And, um, of course, it's based off the Broadway show of the same name. And it uh, really focuses around a main character um, or main protagonist, um, Yusnavi, um, who is a bodega store owner um, in uh, was Washington Heights, New York, during like the 90s, like right before the big blackout. I think that's when it's supposed to be like the major um, the, the major setting or, uh, and timeline. And um, he's basically just retelling his experiences or or narrating his experiences in Washington Heights and the characters that he uh, develops relationships with. And they're all trying to make a come up. Um, So he is a a bodega store owner and he's trying to open up a shop back in the Dominican Republic where he's from. And then in the meantime, um, you have the supporting characters like Nina, who is um, off to college and she is the you know, the, the little girl that everyone in the neighborhood loved, who always supported her, said, oh, she's going to make it. If anybody's going to make it out of Washington Heights, she's going to make it. But then she makes it and goes to college, and she can't relate to where she is. I think she goes to Stanford or somewhere, Harvard, whatever. 
she can't relate so now she decides she wants to drop out because she misses home she wants what she can relate to so dealing with her struggles and then the relationship with her her boyfriend friend Benny who is also on the come up and you know is black guy in this area and um, you know Vanessa who is another character who is trying to become who's trying to get out of the hood and become a fashion designer so you're basically following the lives of all these different characters and how they intertwine and you see the growth of these characters towards the end is like what is home what makes family and you know recognizing the potential in yourself to be able to go above and beyond and do whatever it is you want to do or follow your dreams and all that stuff in musical form was that good enough great synopsis there. yeah it's great great stuff great stuff uh <laughs> but um uh we did we did all get the opportunity to to check it out um danny since we didn't start with you the last mm-hmm. time uh we'll start with you this time i know you're not a huge fan of musicals at all mm-hmm. but <laughs> what did you think of uh this epic that was in the heights man this is my favorite uh, musical on film for sure no doubt in a way and my you know my bar is low because i you know i hate these things <laughs> um but no i thought it was really good i thought it was um i thought what john chu his his hand in directing this i thought he elevated what was originally on stage and made it watchable on film um in a way that i haven't seen other directors do i mean you can say moulin rouge kind of came close to that but i think john chu he um he gets an a plus for directing this he gets an f for something else um which will i'll go back to in a second um but i thought i thought you know this is a great film man from start to end um uh anthony ramos um this is like his first leading role and i thought he killed it um you know he kind of he's he's just good in the, these type of roles where they these roles almost require a level of corniness to it which it did bug me like that it's like oh man it's so corny but it's great corny like it's it's the corny mm. we all want to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's the corny that i am <laughs> yeah i thought um abelita I, I forget her um character name but it's played by olga i think her name real well name i think she stands out um I think she's the only abuela. You're talking about. Abuela. I, I I said abuelita because that's you know. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna call her abuelita. Okay, thanks. Um, I didn't hear you call her. Though. Oh, I did. Um, but she stands out far and away. Um, and she's like the only. I think she's the only person from the original onstage musical that's that's in the film. I think she's the only one. Um, but there's no like you know like awkward transition here i think she's 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 just so she's great she carries the film um and up until you know obviously where she you know the climax happens um and i thought the visuals were great um i think that there was like a small use of cgi in the film but when they used it it really worked um, and there was this, like, I think it was my favorite scene um, where Corey Hawkins and Leslie Grace, they're on the rooftop on the fire escape. Um, and it turns into, like, this Inception um, type deal <laughs> where they uh, walk on on the side. I, that was a great shot, man. That was great. That was really good. And Corey Hawkins, by the way, who knew he could sing? I didn't, yeah, I didn't, say, I didn't even know he could sing. I didn't even know, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's surprised me in this in this movie. Like, it's yeah, me. for sure. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, and it's just a it's just a feel good movie, especially with you know the themes that it's dealing with. Like you're talking about like gentrification, um, right. and just like losing you know like losing your identity almost, um, as uh, Tamika alluded to. Um, and but they still they still they were able to handle it in a jovial way, which is the whole point of the film. Um, and you see a lot of pride, which is always great to see. I love it. Um, of course. So I really enjoyed it, man. I really, I, I, I did. I really did have a smile on my face throughout the whole film, and that's that's tough, man. Especially um, with a black heart like mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. No soul. Yeah. And you know, we can go into spoilers, right? I'm not spoiling. Like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, there really is yeah. spoil outside. Yeah, of- when Abuelita dies, man, I almost cried. I really did almost cry, man. That's <laughs> like no. Because oh. <laughs> um, she's such an influential part of these characters' lives, clearly. Oh, Jimmy Smith, too, by the way, man. He does not get the credit yeah. he deserves, man. Even in a, like a, you know, in a, a minor role like this, he still uh, elevates, you know, everything that he's in. You remember, like, Lackawanna Blues. Like, he's my favorite character in that film. Um, so Jimmy Smith did an awesome job. I think, you know, this movie is really great. Now, we can diverge into the uh, criticism, but we can hold off until we hear you guys' thoughts. Okay. you want to go ahead? Um, Sure. So I would say, kind of to piggyback off of Danny's thoughts as well, um, I saw the Broadway play back in 2013, I think. Um, and that's when I, I saw Anthony Ra- Ra- uh, Ramos in the show when he was playing Sonny, the, the main character's cousin, the younger cousin at the time. Um, so I have to say for Anthony Ramos, I may not know him personally, but I'm just so proud of him just seeing where he's come from um, and seeing like his start to him playing Sonny in the Broadway play to going and playing Yusnavi in later productions and on the on in the in the movie. Um, so very excited for his journey. Um, same thing with, as you mentioned, Corey. Um, so we're not, we're not getting into criticisms, right? Then we're just talking about the things we liked right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah. And then when I saw the Broadway show, same thing when Abuela passed away, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. Like that was a very emotional moment in the show anyway. Um, so yeah, she definitely is an influential character. I loved the dancing. Um, I I just I'm a dancer in my heart and in my head. <laughs> so um, I love those are some of my favorite scenes. They were colorful and vibrant. Um, I love the way the characters play off of one another, and it just makes you feel like home. If you have any type of, I think I just think anybody can relate to the the characters and the the neighborhood feel the family feel um the gossip the um you know every, it, it, there's just so many dynamics it's just hard to touch upon one thing but i thought that it was vibrant colorful um it seemed fun it seemed like you know <laughs> i was watching it with darius and he kept stopping and he's just like so we're just gonna stop and sing in the middle of the street y'all don't got nowhere to go like and i'm just like don't don't ruin it it's it's supposed to be fun um but 
yeah, I mean, I have a lot more to say, but I'll, I'll hold off on it. But I thought that... Because what you have to say, is it negative that's what you have to say about it? I, I just want, no, I, I just want to talk okay. about it as a whole. But um, I will say I really enjoyed the references to Hamilton in this movie. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. There was, yeah, there were some, um, there were some, um, I guess, what do you call it? Um, they changed the storyline a little bit. So the, what I saw on Broadway was a little different. Um, in the movie, they they had some creative development um, in that way. I guess that comes the benefits of turning it into a movie um, is that they could kind of play with it a little bit and change it up. So I noticed that um, and did like Corey Hawkins. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember. Oh, I love the um, cameos of people who played like uh, Chris Jackson. Is that his name? Who played Benny on Broadway. Um, that's that's who I saw in the show. So he, he was also in Hamilton. So he showed up and then there was a couple people from the actual Broadway show. Of course, Lin-Manuel made his 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 uh cameo who played Usnavi in the show um yeah overall it's long but it was, it was overall long. It was fun. yeah i was going to say that was that was actually one of my criticisms so. you're disappearing into <laughs> Tamika's head yeah i know, we, I know uh, that it's just like you're fully enveloped in her head <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry that my head is so powerful. Oh, so we have a background he has a background of our poster oh yeah, yeah people do, people. his audio <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, oh, where are you? Anyways, but yeah, no, that I guess we'll talk about that as you know we transition over to our negatives about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I did not see the original show on Broadway, and I had no idea what to expect going in, and that's partly because of the trailers, which I'll also get to. Um, but overall, um, I. What happened? Hold on. <laughs> she just took a snapshot for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cause I, cause I heard it yeah. go off, but I was like, what, what's going on? Um, <laughs> but overall, I like, I did, I did enjoy uh, the movie. Um, I thought Anthony Ro- uh, Ramos was good, and Danny talked about you know uh, the character being cheesy, and he is, but it's just like right amount of of corniness that he has and also he played another character which i also found that was corny um and she's got to have it you know show if anyone's seen that so i mean that's what made me think when i saw him it made me think of the you know i think he played lars and uh and she's got to have it um i thought everyone else was was great i mean Corey hawkins was really surprising because i had no idea that the guy could sing um whatsoever um and danny talked about the sequence between him and um, and Leslie Grace when they're uh, performing on the rooftop and it and they they do yeah exactly they do some Inception type shit <laughs> and it looks it looked great it, it did look great um, all the colors and everything was was really vibrant I thought really all of the all of the um, musical dance numbers were were really were really handled well I thought it was well choreographed and um, I mean Dort during the whole entire uh, musical, I just like we're doing the whole entire movie. I was just like, I, you know, you're either tapping your foot or you're like bobbing your head throughout the whole entire thing because all the music was was great. Um, 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 Olga, um, I thought 
you know, her moments in, in the movie, you know, were great and, and heartwarming. It was just an overall uh, well put together film from, you know, start to finish. You know, Danny mentioned Jimmy Smith's, um, which was great to see him because I I mostly remember him from being in Star Wars and his planet getting blown up. <laughs> um, <Okay>. But <laughs> but it was great uh, to seeing seeing him in there. And everyone else is, as well. Um, it was just an overall, like, well put together movie, and it was a well feel good movie, and it was great, um, especially you know with everything that's going on to to have something come out you know like this. Um, but no movie is perfect, and uh, you know we'll talk about some of the criticisms. I mean, some of the criticisms I had we already alluded to, and that was the fact that the movie was <laughs> was. Damn, they're two and a half hours long, and I felt that they could have cut, you know, at least like 20 minutes off of it um, to, to, I felt like, you know, there were some scenes that, you know, you could have done without. Um, yeah, especially like when Abelita dies, like, that was your climactic, climactic moment of the film, and it still goes on for like 40 minutes after that. Yeah, it, was just it like, does. Which it I don't I don't want, I mean... I love Lin Manuel, but I I felt like <laughs> I felt like his character was just like he had his own sort of thing going on. It didn't it didn't directly correlate with what the plot was that was going on. I felt like you could cut, probably could have. I, like I, I love that. I I know I know I enjoyed it too, but I felt like you could have cut him out and you would have never you wouldn't have missed anything with him being out of the movie. Yeah. The other thing was was I mean this has more to do with the marketing of the movie was the fact that no one I had no idea because I was someone that didn't see the movie I had no idea what the movie was about and I like the trailers did nothing to sort of represent like what this movie was supposed to be and I think that's part of the reason why the movie suffered like at the box office I mean it's only made twenty four million dollars so far and it's gotten great reviews you know I think it's because so, they I I think, they're banking on you knowing it was well that Lin Manuel Lin Manuel you know hand to hand in the music and you know producing it obviously and that it's just a Broadway musical in and of itself that's on the film like <laughs> that's turning into a film like I think yeah, they're banking on I, that I knowledge. Suppose. Um, yeah, some plot, you know, an actual trailer where you go into some plot would have helped for sure because, you know, I didn't know what In the Heights was yeah. until Hamilton came out. So, yeah, yeah. And I felt like a lot of people probably were in the same boat that just didn't, I mean, that didn't know. I mean, I know John Shu was supposed to be doing Wicked as well. So, um, and I don't know where that's coming out at. But, I mean, hopefully they don't make the same mistake and just the assumption that, I mean, I do think Wicked is probably more popular or more well-known than in the heights but i mean hopefully they don't make the same mistake with that movie and just thinking they're just gonna put it out and people are just gonna you know know it. Yeah. they were just banking it, but, on that but even, but even with people who know the show i think i like for me i saw the broadway show and i've i've been like they've been talking about an in the heights movie since like 2014 2015 so this has been a long time coming so for me, even someone who knows the show and who's looking forward to the movie, I would have even still liked to see more of a trailer to get me pumped for what was coming. Yeah, yeah the other thing I had was, <clears throat> again, I didn't see the movie. I mean, I didn't see it on Broadway. It was just like, I thought the plot was like extremely, you know, predictable, I would say. And, um, you know, 
There's nothing wrong yeah, with Yeah, I mean, it like, is. You know, but it kind of works well within, you know, for this music theater, musical film. I thought it, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. It's simple, obviously. You can predict, you can predict all the beats that are going to happen. Um, that didn't derail me, though. I still thought it was pretty, yeah. No, okay. What were some of the negatives you had there? Well, it was just like, obviously, there was a little bit of uh, uh, criticism um, lauded at, you know, thrown at, you know, the creators for, you know, uh, lack of Afro-Latino representation uh, is within, like, the lead roles, um, which I do agree with. Um, um, there was a lack of that. There's not a lack of Afro-Latinos in the film. But and this is where I get on John Chu <laughs> for because he made a comment that was like, "Oh, there's plenty of Afro Latinos in. They're all in the background dancers." And that's exactly what was the <laughs> that's argument. A, yeah, that's a terrible. Uh, it was just a terrible answer. Like I respect John Chu immensely, um, and he did a great job on this film. But shut up, man! Like <laughs> you clearly don't know what you're talking about, or you did you didn't fully understand what we were talking about. Um. But despite that, despite the arguments, and I do see it, and I understand that, um, and I really want to see that change. And this is not something new. Like we see it, we just had a we covered a story about Lovecraft Country and them casting um, a light skinned person for a dark skinned role. Um, we see it in Bollywood, um, and we certainly see it in still in novellas and other Latin. Um, pieces of pop culture so it's it's something that still is prevalent unfortunately um i did appreciate lin-manuel apologizing and trying to do better um his his response was was, was of course like i would wouldn't expect anything else is you know he was humble about it and he really was like apologetic so i appreciate it but i see it i understand it more so than anybody at being afro-latino myself um but it didn't. It didn't take away from the film for me because I still thought it's it's still a great film to me um, from beginning to end. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna go and probably say some things that are not going to be appreciated. Um, for I agree with the representation of Afro Latinos for sure, but I also is playing devil's advocate. From Lin-Manuel's perspective, if that is not his experience, he won't necessarily write about it. So the reason I say that is because looking at it, let's say it's a, a, a Caucasian author or writer or director or whatever. If they are writing about a perspective or an experience that they can relate to and that experience does not feature black faces or Latino faces or, you know, Hispanic or whatever the case may be, they are not or Asian. They're not going to do. I don't think they're going to think to include that kind of representation until somebody else points it out to them and says, hey, the world is not just white. Um, but that's their experience. So that's what they're writing from now. Um, it's not quite the same. I do recognize that saying that for this particular film. Um, but just again, playing devil's advocate is like, yes, there could have been more representation, but I think even in the play itself, there was no particular character that was meant to be Afro Latina. Um, but of course you have those African roots. So it's, it's hard to really separate one from the other when you have such a diverse cultural background, um, with such complex characters. Um, 
if that makes sense. Um, going to the play itself, um, I did not enjoy it as much as I thought it was. I was going to enjoy it. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I watched it, and I sat through it. But one, it was very long. There was a point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, how much of this movie is left? Um, but I think for me, I when it comes to turning musicals into movies, I personally prefer when you have something like Hamilton where you have an actual recording of the play. It puts you in it. It's, it's seeing it. There's something about seeing it live that is just so different than watching it in a movie version. And I feel like a lot of those touching moments, again, for you guys who never saw it on Broadway, it might have hit differently. But for me, I remember how I felt when I saw it on in the show and I knew what was coming and I knew and maybe that's why it, it didn't do anything for me because I knew what was supposed to be coming and how it was supposed to feel. And then it kind of fell for me. Um, so like Abuela passing away, I was just like, when I saw it on the show, it hit, it was a lot more shocking in the play. Whereas I felt like this one, it was just like slow and not as dramatic. Even like, even in the show, I felt like there was a lot more attention, not attention, but you got to see the evolving characters of Benny and Nina more. And I felt like we kind of fell off in the movie and I would have liked to see, I think Corey Hawkins did a good job. I would have liked to see more of him, but I only say that again because I feel like we saw more of that character in the show as well. And I feel like that kind of fell for me. Yesterday, I did get the opportunity to see Fast 9, a.k.a. Fast 10. Um, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Because <laughs> it's technically the 10th movie in the franchise. Oh, okay. But yeah. they're calling it out. But anyway. I, I forget how I Yeah, yeah. So, um... I did I did see the movie. And I gotta admit, I <laughs> I know I know it's getting a lot of bad reviews, but I ain't gonna lie, I did enjoy it. <laughs> I did walk away <laughs> being highly entertained when I saw this movie. Now is it over the top? Yes. Is it corny and cheesy? Yes. Did they say F gravity, F physics, F science? Absolutely. But you know what? I didn't care. I enjoyed watching every single minute of this movie. And I know people talk about the bridge and them going to outer space but somehow in some weird way i they made it somewhat believable and really? <laughs> you're not talking really? to you. okay you um and the because uh, i was yeah and, and the other part was and the other part of it was and then i know and they also have this huge huge magnet that they use which is crazy but the other thing too was as i was watching this movie and i and i know that the movie was getting critiqued for it but i was also thinking about didn't in the last movie they fight a tank on ice didn't in the last movie uh cypher drop like a thousand cars in new york city like like the, didn't the rock like divert him? Yeah, didn't he divert? Didn't didn't you know? In Fast Six, if I'm not mistaken, they they drove a car in Dubai in Dubai across three buildings. <laughs> like, but I so I'm like, so the idea of them going to outer space or them using a magnet or what other or, or them crossing that bridge? Now the bridge sequence probably to me was probably the most outlandish, outrageous thing in the movie. But to me. Like it's it falls right in line with with what Fast and Furious is now. They tried to make this into a drama movie, and the movie didn't really know what it wants to, what it wanted to be. That's probably the biggest negative I have of the movie is the fact that they is that you have 
Dom, and you have his brother played by John Cena. And they have like this whole entire backstory. They have flashback sequences. There's a dream sequence in this movie. Like it gets they really tried to tried to make this into a, a drama movie surrounding the Toretto family. Of course, that's what the main theme is of the movie. Family. But but when it's it when it when it tries to go that route, it like completely loses track of like what the move with this franchise is when it strictly focuses on the plot and the action that's when the movie like really excels surprisingly there isn't a lot of i mean there is enough action in this movie but compared to the other movies there there isn't a, a ton of action in it relative to what the other movies were bringing but i got in it man it, i i accept these movies for what it was for for what it is i had a i had an interesting time with it so, uh, I know they're supposed to be wrapping it up with the next two movies. I doubt that that's what they're going to do. Because um, I fully see that they can make like 20 more of these movies and I probably would be there watching them. So, um, it's unfortunate. As Tamika shakes her head. Well, she's, I think she's replying to a text. No, I'm shaking my head at you. Oh, no, she's, she are you legitimately you. shaking your head? Okay, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize <laughs> that. That was, that was but, but anyways, hearing my review, which I know, got you guys going and really excited to see this movie. <laughs> um, uh, well, we'll, we'll go with Tamika because we started with Daniel last time. Tamika, I, go ahead. What, what, what do you... <laughs> do you Do you have any, like expectations going into this movie i have i have nothing i have absolutely nothing to add i don't even watch the series i don't i haven't i think i watched the first movie and maybe parts of the second movie i have not see i feel like i feel like if you start with fast five like fast five to me is the best out of all of them because it's 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 as far it's it's like it, it it's like before the movie sort of falls off to this there are superheroes type thing like it's still sort of grounded in reality it's like a bank heist type of movie I, it kind of reminds me of oceans 11 if you like those movies that's like the best thing i can compare fast five to i mean after that it, it just like completely loses all sense of reality but it, at least with that movie there is some still like reality like there's still physics involved in um maybe but the likelihood of me watching this movie is negative five so i'm concerned that they jumped the shark a little bit like it was always absurd yeah right but this might be the first time that like they really it's just too much like you can only suspend your disbelief to a certain point man you know they may have jumped the shark with i don't care if you have a big ass magna or not that's I don't think that's possible. No, like none of these things that they do in this movie are possible. Them going to outer space is not possible. Them them using this gigantic magnet to like reel in a car like is not possible. But it's just like the whole time I'm like, yo, this is so absurd. Like what it is that they're doing. It was just like there's a part <laughs> there's a part in the trailer where Vin Diesel legitimately goes through the, a door yeah, frame, his, his head. head yeah. And he doesn't even react yeah, I mean, to it. At it's this just point, like, and this is concrete. Yeah. It looked like concrete. No, it, yeah. At this point, it's like they're superheroes. They can't die. Doesn't Tyrese? Tyrese yeah, it's, it's to freaking that? hilarious that Tyrese. Tyrese is us basically in this movie. Like he's always been <laughs> us, but more so than ever. He he like talks the way that we would talk. Like 
ain't you know like some of his lines are like yeah like what the average person would say that you know what i mean that is witnessing all this stuff and that's what makes it funny they have like this hilarious line where they make a star wars joke and it's supposed to be funny but it's not funny but it's but it's like so badly done that it is funny like (laughs) he's just like he's like oh so i'm obi-wan no he's like oh so you're so you're like Luke. It's like no. It's like oh, so you're like Yoda. It's like yes. It's like what well, Yoda? He's a he's a powerful Jedi master. And he was like no, Yoda's a puppet. And you're a puppet. That's like and that's the that's like it's just hilarious. Like the way they deliver it. Like this, they're the lines. It's just so hilarious to me. Han coming back. It's just so absurd. Like it's just hilarious to me how they put all these things together. It's just eventually to me what I really want to see. And I think it's actually possible that we could see this is a Fast and Furious Jurassic Park crossover. That's that's what I think because both movies are so absurd. Both movies, both franchises have gotten to the point where they're so completely out of like makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, the first Jurassic Park made sense, but everyone after all the ones after that make no sense. I mean, uh, with Rurus, Jurassic Park though. Th- it's dinosaurs reimagined, so how much do you really intend to make? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, the first one is more, like, science Like, yeah. what if this could happen? But, like, in a world where dinosaurs can escape and invade the city, it's like, how much do you expect? Well, we would all be dead. Like, that's the thing. Like, if, di- if dinosaurs were really, like, out there doing their thing. We'd be like, gone. That, that's why I'm so intrigued to see what the hell they're doing with this with this last movie that they're supposed to be doing where dinosaurs are actually out roaming the u.s are roaming the world like how are we not all dead but but i do think there is a i would love to see it a fast and furious jurassic park crossover because they were actually planning on doing um and their sony leaked files they had a script and everything they were going to do a men in black 21 jump street crossover that would be interesting i'd watch that I would watch it too, but then jo- um, I think Jonah Hill like pretty much said they're not. It was like too far out there, but they had a script and everything, and they were going to start filming it. And so, crazier things have happened. I would love to see crossovers with Transformers too, as well in there. I just want to see some wacky crossover stuff. With the, I want to do that. Stuff, can we can we dedicate like an episode, not an episode, but like do something where we like just create crossovers? Anyway, I just think that's really interesting. Continue. Yeah, I mean, like I would love to see some Harry Potter crossover. You know, maybe with some other uh, type of yeah, that would be cool. I'm gonna write the script. Know? Maybe like a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings crossover. No, I don't think Lord of the Rings. I think I mean you could, but like. It's like two different time periods, so I don't think it would work. Yeah, no. But I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sure there were wizards probably back in Middle Earth, obviously. No? Yeah, but okay. you can't. Yeah, well, that's another conversation. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, that's another <laughs> topic. But <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I was going to ask how you felt about an all female led uh, Fast and Furious movie, which is probably going to happen because they've been talking about it. And. Um, We'll see what happens with that. So, uh, <laughs> Tamika, Tamika yawns at the at the idea. I probably that, <laughs> still wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs>